Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your Theological Pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe, the like, the comment buttons. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Google or any of the podcasts, um platforms uh subscribe to us uh, appreciate everyone that's um been a part of the uh, of, of listening and commenting and messaging me back and forth i'm gonna get right into it today and kind of tell you a little story um about something i've been thinking about over the past few days um and hopefully it will entertain and make sense and and give you something again to think about theological pipe uh we just cover news and culture and sports and politics and movies and everything uh from a theological perspective so what i do is i just sit here and talk um and again may talk about sports may talk about uh, baseball excited uh that the nba is finally starting excited that baseball is here uh, excited that the nhl is starting um and we'll talk as the season progresses about all the social justice stuff and the um and and the the woke wokeness of sports and how uh, I don't think it's necessary or I don't think it's something that's really going to do what they think it's going to do. Uh, but that'll be a, a podcast for a, an, another discussion for another time. Um, was want to talk talk about perception um, and the way that we look at things and the way that we see things, and it may even relate to Black Lives Matter when you try to separate it from the organization to the phrase, or it may be social justice warrior or wokeness or politics or anything like that. Um, There's this idea that we see things a certain way and that's our perception. And if that's our perception, that's our truth. Um, But I want to caution us people listening, people like myself, um, to, to understand that a lot of times perception is not reality. Perception is just what we've taken in. And too often when we get a perception of something, if it's, if it, coincides with the way that we believe, the way we were brought up, um, whatever position that we take on that subject, as long as it continues to feed our perception of that, we think it's reality. And we close ourselves to any other reality or any any other reality or anything else coming in. Uh, And so perception is not reality. I think we always, every single person um, needs to be open um, to other ideas. We need to be willing to explore other ideas and look at other ideas from other sources. Don't go to um, people that think exactly like me.com for all of your research. Because if you do, you're only going to get one side of the issue. And there's usually one side and another side, and then there's the truth. And and we need to search for that truth. We need to, 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 to strive for the truth. And too often, the truth is not our perception. And it's not their perception. It's somewhere in the middle, somewhere that the truth is there, and we need to look for it. And when you close yourself off to the other side, when you close yourself off to other people uh, and, and think that your perception is the right one, and it may be, you may be right, but you need to explore that. One thing that's been a pet peeve of mine, and, and I talked to it to a buddy of mine the other day, he kind of mentioned it, and it's, it's something I've thought about before. The fra- One of the phrases that bugs me when it comes to politics or when it comes to uh, any kind of cultural issue that we're facing, when uh, there's two of them, one, the one we talked about yesterday was, it's not debatable. 
you're going to make me debate you when you say it's not debatable. Even if I agree with you, if you say it's not debatable, ooh, that just, it, it's almost like I think people say that when they don't have any arguments to support their position. Uh, and, and I'll use school closings and openings as an example. Schools should not open in the fall. That's not debatable. Well, number one, yeah, it is debatable. And when you say it's not debatable, what debatable? What you're telling me is you don't have a, a lot of good arguments, so you want to shut down debate. And I would say the opposite. We have to open schools in the fall. It's not debatable. Well, yeah, it is. There's plenty of debate to be had, and we should have that debate, and we should talk about that debate, and we should talk about all sides of the issue. So don't say that it's not debatable, because the second you do, at least in my opinion, you're telling people, I don't have really good arguments, and I can't really defend my position. I'm just going by what people have told me, and I don't want to get in an argument. So it's not deba- it is debatable. Everything is debatable. And, and again, you're going to push people like me to debate things that I don't even agree with just because you said that. Uh, and another one is the science is settled. That's for other, other issues. But you hear that a lot of time from people arguing things. Hey, the science is settled. Well, that's not science. That's not how science works. So always be open. The whole point of this is even though you have a perception, perception is not always reality. You need to be open to new ideas, to new things, to seeing things in a different way. And I want to share a story um, from, from my life that my perception was one thing, and when I finally got around to opening myself to something different, it I was I was totally wrong. I, I my mind was totally blown, and I was uh, everything in my life changed at that moment. Um, there was a guy I knew. He he's passed away a few years ago. Um, one of the finest men, one of the finest friends I ever had. Uh, just a great man. His name was Tony McMullen. We called him Tony Mac. Uh, he was um, a uh, uh, he was uh, a convict. He he got convicted of murder. Um, you could go on YouTube and type in Tony McMullen or Tony Mac testimony, and you could watch the whole thing. I'm not going to share his testimony here. I want to share what he did with me after he got out of prison. Uh, but he he shot somebody, killed them, murdered him. Uh, he actually murdered the wrong guy, um, was sent to prison, became the most feared inmate in Oklahoma, so much so that they transferred him from prison to prison. Um, and when he got to McAllister, which is the maximum security prison in Oklahoma, uh, he was so such a bad prisoner and such a bad dude that they put him on death row. Uh, I think they call it H-block, but they put him in this place where the worst of the worst went. He wasn't that prisoner, but he put him there because he would get in fights. He was doing drug deals. He was just a, a bad dude. Um, and in prison, he got saved. He came to know Jesus um, and actually was let out, um, you know, on, after serving a lot of time and everything. And when he got out, uh, he basically, I remember him saying, he goes, he never went and wanted to go back to prison, uh, but God called him to go back to prison and minister to the guys in prison. So he went back um, every week to different prisons in Oklahoma, and then eventually around the country. He testified before Congress at times. He he's just was just a really good dude, uh, humble, uh, and, and just the biggest teddy bear that you could ever want to meet. And again, the dude was 6'8". He was huge. Uh, and, and when he would tell stories about the guy that he was, and I saw who he was now, it was no doubt that God made such an amazing change in his life to change him from the most feared inmate in Oklahoma to just a big teddy bear. 
So he he started going to our church, and I played on the praise team. I played the bass, um, and we had a praise team, you know, guitar, drums, singers, and a bunch of friends. We played music. And so we were practicing on a Wednesday, uh, I think probably October, November, somewhere in that range. Uh, and and um, our pastor comes up, Pastor Charlie Jackson, and says, "Hey, Tony Mac wants to talk to to the praise team." We're like, "All right, cool." And I loved I love Tony Mac, loved him, love him. I can't wait to be re- reunited with him uh, in heaven. He's just he's just a good dude. And so he comes up and he says, "Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know uh, the praise team is going to go to uh, prison, um, and we're going to go and do a Christmas um, service." For the prisoners, and, and you all are going. I need your, your, you know, a copy of your license so I can get you badged so you can get into prison. And and of course everyone's excited. And in my mind, right then, I'm like, I'm not going, and I'm not going. Uh, I don't want to. Why should I go? Put on a Christmas show for people that are in prison. You know, rapists and murderers and drug dealers and and people who assault people and 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 all the things that they do. They're prisoners. They deserve to be in prison. I'm not going there to to. Uh, to, to make them feel happy. I'm not going. And so he got done talking. Everyone was excited. I went up to him and, and, and I said, Tony, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go. I, I don't want to do that. And he, he, I would say he looked down at me. He's like, brother, you're going. And, and when Tony Mac says you're doing something, 6'8", huge, um, you usually say yes. And I go, Tony, I, I'm not going. I, I just, I don't want to go. I don't, I, I don't believe in that. I'm not going. And he put his hand on my shoulder and his hand was probably twice the size of mine. He put his hand on my shoulder and he was like, brother, do me one favor. Go one time. And if you don't want to go anytime after that, I'll understand. Again, biggest guy in the world comes up and puts his hands on your shoulder. You say, yes. I said, I said, okay. I said, but I, I'm just not going. And so we had conversations leading up about why I didn't want to go. And basically they were prisoners. They were in prison. They deserve to serve their time, and when they get out, then I'll deal with them. But for now, they don't need people coming in and making them feel better. They don't need people going in and ministering to them and and giving them Christmas presents because we were going to pack up things for them. They're in prison, and that's where they belong. That was my that was my attitude. That was my perception, and I would have argued with anyone who told me differently. Um, I, I you know that's just how I thought. They were prisoners. They're in prison for a reason. Let them go in there, and then when they get out, then we could worry about them. I'm not going to prison. Um, so it came time to go to, go to the prison. Um, we, we loaded up. Everyone is just having a blast in the, in the van, and every, we drove a couple vans down. It was about a two-hour drive uh, to the prison. Uh, everyone is just excited. Everyone's jovial, and I'm, I'm upset that I'm going still, and I'm nervous because I'm going to prison right? I'm going into prison, a place I never want to go. Um, we get to the prison, uh, you, you, know, you bring your instruments in, they open up the case, they, they search everything, and then you go and you have to go through the thing and they, they wand you and you go through the metal detector and they pat you down uh, and it, they're giving you all the rules and regulations. And I'm not, I'm not happy still. I'm, I'm still nervous. I'm still scared and I still don't want to be there. So we get to the, the prison, they, they take us to the room where we're going to do the thing and we start setting up. And then as we're setting up, the prisoners start walking in to, to take their seats for what we're going to do. And we're going to, uh, my role was to play the bass um, as we did some songs and then sit down and listen to Tony Mack give a Christmas message. Uh, and then we were going to leave. Um, and I think we played a song at the end. Um, so as they're walking in, that's when my perception started to change a little bit. Um, I, I see these guys start walking in all different shapes, all different colors, 
all different ages, and I'm not saying I'm a judge, good judge of character, but I've, I've been around people enough. Uh, you know, I've been a teacher, I've been a minister, I've been a pastor, I've been all those things. And you can look in people's eyes sometimes and just know. And I'm looking at these guys and they're making eye contact and, and, and giving us heads up and stuff like that as we're getting ready. And I'm slowly starting to warm to, to what we're getting ready to do. I'm like, oh, okay. These are just normal guys. I'm not saying they weren't bad. I'm not saying they didn't do anything wrong. And there's a good chance that there were murderers and rapists in that crowd when we were there. Um, But they're sitting there and they're ready for church. They're coming to church. They know this is a church service. And um, they all sit down. We start playing. They all stand up. They're all praising and worshiping. They're all clapping. They're all singing along. They're with us. We're with them. And we're just having a, a great time. I'm having a blast. It was, it was an, just a really, really good time. Then I hear Tony Mack get up and start to preach. Um, and he starts giving the message about Christmas, but he's talking about being in prison. And every single guy's eyes were fixated on Tony Mack and the message he gave. And, and, and when it was done, they all came up for prayer. They're all shaking our hands. They're all giving us thanks. They're all telling us what it means to them to help them get through their time. And um, my, my perception right then was instantly changed. I, I instantly said, I want to go to do prison ministry more. I want to I be in prison to do what Tony Mack just did, to bring these guys hope and to bring these guys the message and to give these guys an opportunity to praise and worship and to give these guys an opportunity just to talk to people that are from the outside. And you, it, like I said, it just totally changed my mind. My perception, these are hardened criminals that don't deserve a thing. And when I left, my perception was, I want to go back and I want to minister to those guys and I want to talk to those guys and I want to I want to hang out with those guys and I want to I want to share with those guys and I want to uh, just again talk to them and and play music for them and stuff and it just like I said it totally 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 changed my mind and when we got done we got outside and Tony Mack came and he put his hand on my shoulder and he just looked at me and he looked I didn't have to say anything he looked at me and he goes I told you and I go you did I said when are we going again and so I had to go and get a, a permanent badge uh, to, to go to prison. And um, the first time we went, it was going to be a group. There was there's four guys. We were like the prison band that went with Tony Mack for for a decade uh, or maybe even more. We hung out with him that much and went to prison, you know, a couple times a month. Um, and it was me, um, Eddie Foster, Brian Foster, and Sonny Reynolds. Uh, and and usually some combination of that went. Now Brian and Eddie were extremely dedicated and went the most, but Sonny and I went at different times with them. And so the first time that we're going to do this as a band, so we decided, hey, we need to, let's get a small prison band. Let's go travel with Tony Mack anytime we can and and let's support him. And it's so much fun. Let's do it. We said, okay, let's do that. So uh, the first day we were going to go to uh, the women's prison in Oklahoma, and it was going to be me, Brian, Eddie, and Sonny. And about the day before we left, Eddie and Sonny couldn't go. So Eddie played guitar, Sonny played guitar and sang, Brian was the drummer, I played the bass. Um, And uh, Eddie and Sonny couldn't go, so it was just me and Brian. And we were looking like, we were talking like, do we go or do we just... tell Tony to do it by himself. We, don't, we It's just a drummer and a bass player. I mean, I can play guitar a little bit. 
Uh, and Tony Mack's like, no, you need to come. If you thought the, the men's prison we went to for Christmas was great, just wait till you get to the women's prison. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I, I took my acoustic guitar. It was me and Brian. Uh, he had a little hand pad, electronic hand pad, drum pad. Um, we got there. We set up. We ran through a couple songs. Uh, I don't consider myself a good singer. Uh, I'm not confident in my guitar playing, especially 10 years ago when this happened, 15 years ago. Um, the women all come in. They're, they're very energetic in this church. Like they're, they're up. They're talking. Everything is great. Tony Mack gets up and says, hey, we're glad you're here. Let's do some praise and worship. And then me and Brian start playing, and I start playing a chord. I'm doing a two-chord song. Uh, G and D. I'm playing nothing but the blood. You know, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Um, that's what we're going to play first. And I hit the first no, I hit the first chord. And when I hit it, they all like, it, it was almost like a rock concert. They all stood up and I'm playing and we're doing it. And I go, what can wash away my sin? And bef- it was almost like a wave of sound hit me. It was like they were screaming and they're like, nothing but the blood of... And it was the craziest thing that two guys, one who's not a good guitar player and not a good singer and not confident at all, it was like we blew the roof off the place. They worshiped. They sang along. They prayed. They were crying. Tony Mack gives a message. They were crying. We all prayed with them at the end. And it was such an unbelievable thing. It cemented in my mind, the fact that I was so wrong the time before when Tony Mack said, we're going to prison and you're going to minister to those guys in prison for Christmas. And I was like, no, I'm not. My perception was totally wrong, totally wrong. Now, of course, also my knowledge of the Bible was probably a little off because the Bible says you're supposed to go visit guys in prison and people in prison. You're supposed to take care of those people. Um, But man, you know, had I not stayed open and, and, and teachable with, a, with the help of Tony Mack's hand on my shoulder, um, you know, so maybe there's another little message in there. Hang out with good people. Hang out with people that will challenge you and that will push you to, to look at things differently or to do things differently. Um, but man, it, had I not stayed open, had I not been willing to humble myself and say, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm going to go try this and just see what happens. Uh, I would have missed out on probably some of the greatest moments in my life when it came to serving others, to serving people in prison. Uh, it was it was an amazing experience, and it was all because, again, I opened my mind. I, I opened my heart. I, I wasn't willing to say my perception is right, and I'm not going to think about it again. And I think that's a good put that in your theological pipe moment is open, don't, don't be so blind by what you think you know that you're not willing to listen to other people. Now, there are beliefs that you're not going to compromise, and that's, I'm not saying compromise your beliefs, but be willing to listen. Be willing to understand where other people are coming from, and be willing to try something different or to open yourself up to something, because if you do, it could change um, the way you think about things, and, and in this example, it did. Uh, you know, don't you know, stay open, right? Stay open, stay willing to learn, stay willing to listen, uh, and don't make blanket statements and don't paint yourself into a corner that you're unable to get out of. Be willing to listen. And again, 
I, I can't encourage you enough. If you're listening to this and you don't know Tony Mack and you don't know his testimony, go. It's on YouTube. The video's not the greatest, but you don't need the video. Just his words are enough. Tony Mack testimony. Tony McMullen testimony. You'll find it on YouTube. Uh, it's wor- It's probably an hour long, and it's worth every minute. And and the story is nothing short of spectacular. Um, and so, man, I'm. I, I look forward to seeing Tony um, in glory in heaven. Um, but again, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Just remember that your perception is not necessarily always reality, and you need to be open and listen to other sides and other people. And and that doesn't just mean in uh, you know a spiritual sense like this. It means in in a political sense, in a in, in a uh, in a in every issue that we talk about. I mean, every issue is politicized, but different issues. Be open. Be willing to listen. Um, and then hopefully when you do that, the people that you're talking to are going to be willing to listen as well. Uh, and, and, and you know what? Sometimes they're not. Uh, if, if they're not willing to listen, if you're willing to have a conversation and to open up your mind to different perceptions that maybe your perception is off and you're asking someone to do the same and they don't, then move on, right? Uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't be rational with irrational people. And sometimes they're irrational people. And sometimes it's okay to just say, okay, we're, we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're going to, we're going to dust off our feet and we're going to leave. Um, you know, you could look that up in the Bible. The, you know, Jesus said to his disciples, go town to town and start telling people about me. But if they're not willing to listen, don't waste your time there. Go somewhere else. Um, and so maybe that's something to think about too. But but just keep your mind open. Perception is not always reality. There's always other ways to look at things. Uh, and when you open yourself up, you may learn something new. You may find something that totally changes your life. So you know, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. And, and again, as always, be nice. Uh, being nice to people is important, especially these days. We need it. Um, and especially as we get closer and closer to the election um, and, and all the stuff that we got that we see going on and new stuff coming out. And we'll talk about that. And just a side note, um, tomorrow I'm going on vacation. So I'll be out um, on the beach, social distancing on the beach in Alabama. I'll probably try to record a few podcasts if I can or not. But if, if, if they're spotty, uh, I think I've been pretty consistent. But if they're spotty over the next week, then you know why I'm on vacation uh, on the beach just enjoying myself. But I'll try to do a few if I can. Uh, so put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Be nice. And we'll see you next time. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. Ooh.